Welcome to the Brent Gold Podcast with co-host Eric Lawholm. We are building 1 million agents in 100 countries in 10 years. Now, here's your host, Brent Gold. Hi, this is Eric Lawholm. I want to welcome you to the Brent Gold Podcast. And I've got another fantastic guest today. Today, I'm joined by Johnny Jennings. Johnny's been in real estate in the industry for nine years. He is one of Brent Go's partners. He runs the Brent Go production team here in the area. Uh, team has been voted the best team in all of Roseville. And the team is also the number one Google review team in all of Sacramento. Johnny, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Eric. Thanks for having me on today. Awesome. Well, you and I are... Uh, you run Brent's meeting every Thursday. I'm there as a participant. I occasionally mm-hmm. speak. So I get to see you every week and I love your leadership. I love how you run that meeting. And I wanted to have you come on the podcast and just share some ideas since you're in the trenches doing real estate as an agent, leading the team, leading the the meeting. And um, what would you like to share with us today? Yeah, man. Hey, thanks for having me on the team. Yeah, those those Thursday team meetings are awesome. If anybody wants to hop in, you can you can come in in person. They're Thursdays from 10 to 11 at 915 Highland Point, or you can hop in on Zoom. Just go to therealtorhuddle.com. Like last week, we had um, Dale Archdeacon, and he was going over scripts. And this guy is probably like the best guy in the scripts industry right now. And so, again, if you want to learn more and, and just go to therealtorhuddle.com, every Thursday from 10 to 11, but enough about that. What, I, what am I seeing in real estate? So there's a couple of things I wrote down, Eric. Um, the first thing and the most fundamental thing I see agents struggling with and failing at is their database. doesn't matter if you've been in the industry one year or one decade, they are struggling with their database. And um, what do I mean struggling? I mean, they don't have a database. Um, so how do you how do you have a database? Well, you have to you have to get everybody out of your phone, out of your past email accounts, out of your current email accounts, out of LinkedIn, out of Facebook, off of social, um, and just off of old CRMs. And you have to after other, out of other lead sources because sometimes those lead sources hold on to those um, clients. And you create one master database, and then you have to scrub that database, make sure the emails are all actually valid that you can send to. And then um, you upload that into a CRM or a spreadsheet or whatever it is you use. And now you have this asset. Now you have this thing that you can use and reference in terms of how often are you going to follow up with people? Who do you need to follow up with? Who are you going to send cards to? Who are you going to do pop buys with? And then you just work on growing that asset. And um, one way that we that we suggest agents manage that is send out an, an email newsletter every week, maybe every once every two weeks, but at least every two weeks just to stay in touch and and provide a value add. But there's so much that you are unable to do in the real estate space if you don't have that database. So that would be the first and most fundamental thing agents should be doing, especially this time of year, if you're a little bit slower and you have some extra time on your hands, is cleaning up that database and or creating one. Let me jump in and and speak to that idea because I'm in total agreement with you. And one of the things about the real estate industry it's really very much a relationship business. Yeah. So whenever somebody needs a real estate agent, you want them to think of you. And the best way to get them to think of you is to stay in touch with them. And so if you're emailing every other week or every week, it's just one way to, in a systematic way to stay in front of people. And um, these email software tools help you do that. So 
Um, if you want to do more transactions, if you're not currently staying in touch with your, your network via email marketing, that is a proven, simple to implement, low-hanging fruit idea that will get you more transactions. So, Johnny, thank you for that. You just gave somebody listening an extra 100000 in commissions. I really hope so, because it, it's not only, I mean, it does take some work. It'll take maybe 10, 15 hours, depending on how diligent you are and how big your database is in time. And I understand time has a cost to it. But if you have fewer than 2,000 people in your database, MailChimp is free. You can be sending out that email newsletter for free. Like there's MailChimp Constant Contact, Emma, there's all these different tools out there. We use MailChimp, but, um, and we've gotten deals out of this. Like uh, Valerie listed a house this year in El Dorado Hills, which is a, a nicer community where, where we live. And um, I think it was 1.4. And we met them at an open house two years prior to that. And they had just been getting our email newsletter and they called us up, acted like we knew who they were. We had no idea who they were because we, we didn't have their phone number. We just had an email. But because they'd seen us for the last two years, they felt confident enough to just have us come list their home at a full 6%. So there you go. Awesome. Great story. All right. Give us another nugget. All right. Another nugget. This is something that we're seeing. This wasn't so much an issue when the market was uh, popping, but... Now that it's slowing down, you're seeing the days on market creep up. Agents are like, especially newer agents, what do I do? Like the house didn't sell the first weekend. What's what's going on? And there's a lot going on there. There's There can be many different factors. But the most common mistake that I'm seeing, again, new and experienced agents make. And this, this mistake will cost you friendships. It will It will strain family relations. It will cost you money. You'll lose sleep all over this listing mistake. So what is it? It is overpricing the listing. And so let's look at let's look at two different scenarios. Scenario one, you're sitting in the living room. They think it should be priced a little high, or maybe they want to try for the higher price and then come down. And you say, hey, uh, Mr. Seller, do you want me to lie to you or do you want me to level with you? Well, I want you to be, I want you to be sincere. Okay. Then this is the price that that the market seems to be indicating because of this, this, and this. Can you see that, right? Look, you'll try to steer in that direction, but you need to. If they're not seeing what you're seeing, you need to have an honest conversation then and there. And then they may say, "Well, um, well, the other agent said that they could get way more for my house." And so my response to that would be, "Mr. Schiller, I don't know how they came up with their value. All I know is what the data is showing me, and that I sell houses faster and for more money than other agents in our marketplace." Um, you can check us out on Google. You, you can see that we're the um, most reviewed team in all of Sacramento. There's a reason for that, why we have so many five stars and that we've won the best team in Roseville the last two years. And then and then go down that route. You may have your own value prop that you'll have to lean on, but that's what we say. And then, and then give them the actual value. And then at that point, if they still want to take the listing, then I'm of the opinion, I know this is a hot button topic, like not everybody's going to agree with me here, but I would still take the listing if I've at least set the expectation up front that I think the pricing should be um, a little bit lower than what the seller expects. That's option one. I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that. You've done your job. You've been honest and, and clear with them and concise, and you've set expectations. The mistake comes in when you're having that same conversation and you're scared that you're not going to get the listing. You're scared that they're not going to like you. And you're scared, or if it's a family member or friend, you're scared you're going to hurt their feelings. And so you say, yeah, absolutely. Let's go for that price. And then you overprice the listing and then it's sitting and then it's sitting. And then the seller, who maybe your friend, family member, former coworker are now getting frustrated with you because the house isn't selling. 
And then that's a very awkward place to be in because then you have to do a price adjustment, maybe multiple price adjustments because they only want to take five grand off the first time. And you're like, that's not going to do anything. We're, we're $30,000 overpriced. And so that is the other, that's, that's the main thing in terms of the biggest listing mistake is taking an overpriced listing when the seller thinks that they priced it right out of the gate. Awesome. I love that idea. And I think that's something for everybody listening to really think about your strategy for pricing. Awesome. You got another nugget for us? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I know we talked, we spoke about Brent earlier this week and um, or earlier on this call and uh, it's his podcast after all, but um, I was on a call with him earlier this week and he, I don't know what we're talking about, but he just stopped, stopped me in my sentence and said, Johnny, I got to tell you this. I've been meaning to tell you this all week. I've heard this fantastic quote. I'm like, what is it, Brent? Give it to me. He said, a man's character is his destiny. And he said, he said it twice. He said, a man's character is his destiny. And we just, we just chatted about how important that is. And that kind of goes back to the listing mistake. If you don't have the integrity, if you don't have the character to have an honest conversation with your seller, if maybe you're out working with buyers and you have, can't have an honest conversation with your buyer about why they need to offer higher on that price or why they probably, it's in their best interest to come to an agreement on the closing cost credit or the repair credit or whatever, whatever it is going on. If you can't have those honest conversations, that's, I would argue that's that's a character issue that you need to work through. And the stronger your character, the more houses that you're, you're going to sell, because ultimately people are going to trust you. And so anyways, a man's character or a person's character is their destiny. So that's, that's, that's that. another nugget. And I want to add a quote to what you just said back to what you were talking about with correctly pricing the listing, even if it's an uncomfortable conversation with your friend or family member, or ex coworker, et cetera. And so one of my sayings is I speak my truth, even when it's uncomfortable, I speak my truth, even when it's uncomfortable. And before I started declaring that the, the declaration is just a, a way of expressing like a quote, a saying that you have is I used to bite my tongue when things were uncomfortable to say, and now I speak my truth even when it's uncomfortable. And uh, sometimes we do have to have an uncomfortable conversation like you were talking about with the pricing. All right, we got time for one more golden nugget, Johnny. So what, give us one more of your, uh, your ideas you're excited to share. All right, I'll give, I'll give, you, I'll give you one and a half. So okay. your, your thing about the conflict thing, I'll, we're, we're stacking quotes, right? So man's character is his destiny. What was yours again? Mine is I speak my truth even when it's uncomfortable. I speak my truth, even when it's uncomfortable. And then I recently heard a quote by Jordan Peterson, um, where love him or hate him. This, this, this is something you can take to the bank. Conflict delayed magnifies. So when you're not having that honest conversation with the seller and because you don't want to have the conflict in the moment, you don't want to maybe have that honest conversation. Well, guess what? In two, three weeks after they've done tons of open houses, after there's been showings, if there's been any showings and that, that conflict that you didn't have, that conversation you didn't have in the beginning has now magnified. And so um, anyways, there's that. And then the last thing that I'll say is get moving like it's your last day. I was listening to um, uh, Brad Lee and he was telling, telling a story about how there was this guy on his podcast and the guy was like 18 years old. And he's like, so Brad, what's it, uh, what's it like to be like 53? And you know, like you're basically at the end of your life and 
And um, so what's it feel like to be? And he's like, it's like, what are you talking about, dude? I'm 53. Who says who says I'm only living on 54? I could live till I'm 64, 74, 94, 104. We don't know. And for that matter, you're 18. What happens if you die um, leaving the studio right now in a car accident? God forbid. You know, like, so get moving like it's your last day. Just because you may be young, just because you may be youthful, just because maybe you have a certain amount of money in the bank, whether it's a lot or a little, get moving like it's your, your last day. And here's why, especially in our industry, especially in sales, especially in real estate, production equals happiness. If you're out there producing, if you're out there seeing, if you're out there working and seeing fruit from, come from that labor, you're going to feel satisfied. You're going to be happy. You'll be, you'll experience a sense of pride, not in the sense of like an ego, like I'm better than everybody else, but a sense of, Hey, I am providing for my family. I am attaining my goals. And, um, and and I'm succeeding in this industry. So remember, get moving like it's your last day because production equals happiness. I love that. And I want to piggyback on that with one more idea because today we're recording and it's December 2nd. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of real estate agents out there that think December is like when your kids are in school, like high school. I got kids in high school and they're off for the summertime. So it's like, It's a break. No school. I'm off for the summertime. And some real estate agents, I think they think that December is like the real estate agent's version of kids being off for the summer for school. In other words, they're not working. They're not being productive. And you and I are here right now and we're producing. We're producing a podcast. And I know that you were on with um, Bill Pipes right before you got on with me. And I'm not sure if you were training or he's coaching you or whatever you're doing, but you were being productive. Mm -hmm. And yesterday we were in the meeting. (laughs) being productive, right? Yesterday, I did over 30 prospecting outreaches to grow my business, even though it was December 1st. And so uh, I'm not sure the exact date that this podcast is coming out, but I just want to encourage all of you. And if you have family time off for December, no problem. But just because it's December doesn't mean that you got to shut your business down. And you can build relationships year round, regardless of what what day it is. So Johnny, I'm going to give you the last word on today's podcast. If you want to have add anything to um, actually working in December. Yeah. Yeah. So last, last word is that production equals happiness. I just didn't give any actionable tasks. And so um, there's, there's a couple that there's honestly two sides to that coin. Cause you may feel like you're producing, but you're not seeing the results. And to that, I would say either you need coaching and training on what it is you're doing on what you're saying to people on the actions you're taking place. Or honestly, the second one is, is the is the kicker. You need to do more of it, right? So if you're making five calls a day and you're not seeing success from that, make 50 calls a day. And as you through that repetition, you'll you'll smooth out the wrinkles and you'll get better. Not saying that training isn't important, but you need to up the level of activity. The most important thing is that you need to up that level of activity. If you're knocking on doors and you're knocking on 50, knock on 100. If you're doing one open house a weekend, do two or three or do an open house every single day of the week. There's no, nobody saying that you can't do that. And so um, if you're not seeing that production, if you're not happy in your career, I would up the level of activity and um, and do that for 90 days and then look back and go, okay, is this working for me? And if it is, just keep on pushing. Awesome, Johnny. I'm so glad I asked you to be a guest on the podcast today. I loved your ideas. I love just practical ideas from somebody who's in the field, got your sleeves rolled up, out there making it happen, leading the team, personally producing, leading the weekly sales meeting. So it was great to have you 
here today, Johnny. That's going to wrap up another great edition of the Brent Gove podcast. I want to encourage you to share with others about this podcast on your team. Forward them the link. Encourage them to listen. Johnny, thanks for being a great guest. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Okay, so here's the deal. We have incredible information, video content on my YouTube channel. Go over there and make sure you subscribe. And it's vital that you ring the bell. If you ring that bell every time I put out new content, it's actually going to notify you. And you can get the latest and greatest of what's happening at EXP. Now, don't forget to like me on Facebook. So you can also get that content. And then follow me on Instagram. We're hitting everybody high, low, and in between. We're trying to get the information out there so you can build big businesses, revenue share organizations. So go to uh, YouTube right now. Please subscribe and ring that bell. Like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. We'll see you out there.